Hi, Hopers. Here we are in the last week of April, and time does certainly seem to fly. And we are going to stay in Proverbs 6 today and actually jump over to Proverbs 7. So we'll span two chapters here a little bit by looking at the parallels between them. Today, I'm calling this Keep My Words. Keep My Words. How do we keep His Words? So I want to read to you Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 to 24, and then we'll jump over to Proverbs chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. And as I read them to you, I hope that, it, I mean, there's some, there are like four or five verses here each time, but I hope that you hear the parallel between them as I read them to you. So chapter 6, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. So that's Proverbs chapter six. And, and that theme about the adulteress goes on from there about immorality and staying away from uh, immoral behaviors. Then chapter seven. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. It's interesting that both of these end up on that idea of what we're talking about will keep you from probably what I would say in our culture is the, the most prevalent and biggest driving force in our culture, this sinfulness of immorality. It is really completely almost defined our society today, the idea of immorality, the way that it drives business, the way that it drives desire, the way that it drives entertainment, the way that it drives wreckage in relationships. It is such a predominant force in our world today. And it, it this whole, both of these passages end up there almost with the same words from the tongue of uh, the smooth tongue of the adulteress and from the, the adulteress with her smooth words is how it ends. But they both start at the same place and they almost don't seem to have a connectedness because they start by keep my words, treasure my commandments, keep your father's commandments. So the, the sense of, and I think the, the immorality stuff is an illustration of what can happen if you don't, but it's, it's a very vivid illustration of it. But the sense of how do I stop myself from my life going off the rails, from rebelling against God and walking away from what is right. And it comes back to this very simple idea of keeping my words, keep my commandments. So when we say keep my commandments, are we talking about obeying them? Like, uh, did you keep the 10 commandments? Did you keep them? That word keep kind of having the idea of I've done all of these things or I've avoided the things I'm supposed to avoid. And I think there's some application of that in this because it does turn out to action, but it's not what he's saying there. He's, when he talks about it, he says, bind them on your heart, tie them around your neck. Uh, in chapter two, uh, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. It's like, remember them, hold on to them, rehearse them, practice them. And so the question that I have for us as God's people today is when we listen to that and we recognize that the arc of this description is, if you will keep my words, it will keep you from things that will destroy you, including things that are very tempting and very appealing and very naturally human into things of immorality. It starts by saying, 
What you need to do is make some decisions about how you are going to hold on to the commands, to the instructions, to the words of God that you have been given. How do you hold on to the word of God in your life? Because if you do, it talks about verse 22 of chapter 6. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you're awake, they will talk with you. The command is a light. The teaching is a light. Like, it, it will guide you through your life. If you hold on to them, they will guide you. They will let you live. They will bring you to the paths of life. So how do we keep them? And I think that it's we can make it into a very dry, rule-driven thing. But the truth is that there's a very practical answer, and it's not very hard. We've got to build into our lives not only the value, but the decided determination that we are going to keep God's words with us, in us, recognizing that as we go around in life day, day in and day out, we're going to hear all kinds of opinions of all kinds of people. And probably in this day and age, more opinions from more people than anybody's ever heard from before in the history of the world. We are going to be pulled away from the words of God by things that make sense to our flesh, by the chorus of people in our culture that say, this is the way, this is what's right. So how do we keep God's word? How do we hold on to it? How do He says, make some choices, bind them on your heart, tie them around your neck, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. How do we do that? I would say we could take that poetry and you can apply it however makes sense to you. But I would say there's some simple things. And one of them is what you're doing right now. Listen to Hope Daily. We made Hope Daily. We decided to implement Hope Daily because we thought it would be a useful tool in helping our church family stay connected and digesting the Word of God in a world that provides content for you to listen to effortlessly. We thought it might help if there was some effortless, quote-unquote, effortless way for you to interact with the Word of God each and every day. We've given out bookmarks at church, and we've we've encouraged everybody to read your Bible every day. Read a chapter, and, and generally speaking for those bookmarks, it's like a chapter or maybe a little more than a chapter a day for each month, and you wind up reading through most of the Bible in two years in just a chapter a day, which is a pretty awesome thing reading the Bible, but it's something you have to do. It's something you have to choose. It's something you have to make a determination to do. And and maybe it's not a day in, day out thing for you yet because you haven't even made some of the basic choices. Maybe those things have gotten away from you. You've lost the sense of the value of it and why you need it. Because wisdom here is saying, hold on to, keep your father's commandments, keep my words. And you've forgotten that one of the basic ways the church has done that all the time is by getting together and looking at the word of God together. Every single Sunday we get together and our norm is to open up God's word and talk about what it says and how it applies to our lives. And we don't just talk about it, you know, in theory or, or kind of in a vague form. We open up the Bible and we read some verses from it and we say, now, what, do I, what am I supposed to do with that? What does that mean for me? On Wednesday nights, we do the same thing. We open up the Bible. We call it Bible study. We open up the Bible and we read from God's word and we try to apply it to our lives. In small groups, we ask people to do the same things, whether they're doing a study that they've picked or one of our study sheets. Look at the word of God and apply it to your life and do it in a community. And in that community, it's part of what is expressed in these things about my son, both verse 20 of chapter six and verse one of chapter seven, my son. It's this familial relationship. It's in the context of family. And not just physical family, spiritual family, where we are able to keep and hold on to the Word of God. My brothers and sisters, we live in a world that is not helping us keep 
his word with us. And so I'm inviting you to to open your eyes and see that you need God's word to be in front of you, to be around you, to be studied and discussed, to to be heard and listened and processed and to allow it to seep into your soul and challenge you and, and God to search. And that happens as we do it intentionally. So I'm saying, I don't know where you need to be intentional about God's word, but be intentional about God's word because the cost of ignoring it or letting it slip away, according to Proverbs 6 and 7, and really the entire word of God is extreme. And it is something God wants you to not have to face. And so he's inviting you by appeal, my son, keep my words.